Welcome everybody to another episode of SBN Menopause. Today I'm speaking to Manali Talreja in Mumbai, India. She's an ascension practitioner, a blog writer and a clairvoyant artist. We are going to have a fantastic discussion today about self-expression, self-awareness and a lot more to do with the divine feminine on the planet. So, Manali, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Wendy. It's lovely to be here. And hello to all the listeners. Much love and greetings. Wonderful. Thank you. It's lovely to see you. And you look too young to have been married and divorced. The reason I look younger than my age is because uh, I've let go of emotional baggage and whatever you hold on in your emotional field, it weighs you down and makes you look older. But once you let it go, then you naturally blossom and you look younger. And also because I'm in touch with my inner child, which is very important. Like as we grow up, we kind of lose touch with that and we become really serious and we're programmed to be a certain way and just be adults. So we kind of forget who we are at a soul level and actually the inner child is our soul so that is what it really is and you know like I can see you you're clearly in touch with your inner child so you have that sparkle that glow the fun thing about you so that's how you keep it alive right ask me about becoming a medium I was always in touch with my intuition so it started like a you know how you go to the gym and you start exercising and you start building on a muscle. So I started building on the intuition muscle. You build it by listening to yourself each time. Like your, your heart tells you something and then your mind tells you something. But then if you listen to your heart, then you kind of strengthen that muscle. So I constantly listened to my heart and I went on that journey to build on my intuition muscle. And so that's how it became very crystal clear. And it started to talk to me like I would ask a question, it would re respond. So that's how I became a medium also because once I could hear my own voice, I could also hear voices of uh, my guides or the guides of other people. It was just very simple, just listening to your heart. But it's a really difficult thing to do in today's world because it needs you to be brave, right? <laughs> Yeah, there were days when I would spend a lot of time alone and just going inward and getting in touch with my inner world. And um, there's actually a whole big world inside of us which we're not aware. And we all, we're like programmed to see the world outside of us and we're too focused on that. So we don't realize that there is another world inside of us. And once I went inside, I realized that Actually, everything is happening on the inside, like whatever emotions I'm feeling is being projected outside. So the inner world is creating everything that I see outside. So if I'm feeling good about myself, I'm feeling love. So that's what is being reflected on the outside. If I'm feeling not so good, so that's what's being reflected on the outside. Uh, I realize that, oh, this inner world is actually the background where everything is being designed and it's manifesting outside immediately. So that was a big understanding to have. Wow, that, that sounds pretty fascinating. How does it feel when you're on the inside? Do you feel like you're in another world or do you feel like you're in a room and you're seeing colors? Yeah, that's the thing about the inner world. We don't need our five sense perception to 
really feel into it or observe it. It's more like uh, a place where you don't even need eyes. You're using another kind of a sense, which is more like uh, feeling, feeling into it. I think for different people, it could be different, depends. But for me, it was more like feeling into it. So it was like navigating in a zone without eyes. I guess uh, shamans do that a little bit, like they go in different worlds and they use their consciousness. So for me, going in inward was more about using my awareness and consciousness and how you perceive it is really up to you and how you decode it is up to you. It really depends on what we came here to do. I guess we all have a life plan. When did you start realizing that there were these two worlds? Yeah, so I was always living in a bubble as before I got married and I really didn't know who I really was. I had like a rough idea but I wasn't like completely clear about it. And so getting married was the first step to actually knowing what I don't want. <laughs> they say it brings up all of your triggers, it brings up all of the things that you need to work on. And I see marriage like as a self-improvement project now. Initially when the triggers come up you feel them to be like uh, oh, why are these triggers coming up? Is there something wrong? Why is this happening? And is there something changed in the relationship? But what is actually happening is you have come into a commitment with yourself, not with the other person, but with yourself to work on yourself. That's not something you know, like maybe you're not aware of, but if you see the bigger picture, that's what's actually happening. You're in a committed relationship with yourself because now you can't run or hide. Your trigger is right in front of you. All your shadows, everything you need to work on is in front of you every day of your life. So at first I thought it's a little difficult to work with these shadows and it's very simple to blame the other person. But once you take responsibility for your own life and you realize that this is something that I have to work with, I am creating this reality for myself. That's when you start to take those triggers and look within. Like, why is this trigger showing up? What belief system or patterns do I have inside of me? That is bringing this up in the other person. If I'm feeling like I need more love, so where is it inside me that I am lacking love or I have stopped giving to myself? Because women, they have a tendency to give, give, give. And this is one of the lessons that Gaia is learning. Gaia, the spirit of the earth. She's learning to set boundaries, she's learning discernment, she's learning about self-love and empowerment. And so we as beings on her planet, also learning the same lessons as the feminine collective. So this is what we're learning. And so we have to set these boundaries and decide, like, where am I giving too much? You know, and where do I need to take care of myself? Because once I'm nourishing myself and taking care of myself, that's when I can give back even more. I can give from a full cup rather than from a half cup or empty cup. Because as a feminine, that is a natural quality to give and nurture. And, you know, it's just a part of your overflow and abundance. But if you aren't whole and complete yourself, then it's, you're going to just be resentful about giving and you're just going to feel bitter about it or you're not going to be in a place to give from all your heart. It's just going to be like a duty or that's why you see most women are struggling with uh, relationships because they often complain about giving so much but not receiving anything in return. But it isn't even like the fault of 
the man or the masculine energy because uh, he's just responding to your energy field. You know, like whatever I am having in my aura, he's just reflecting it back to me. If I am not having that self-love, how can someone give you something that you haven't already given yourself? Huh. Work on the inside and then things will change. Yes. Uh, if When you're single, you're taking care of yourself, you're doing well, you're in love with yourself. And then the person shows up and showers you with love because you're already in that space where you're in love with yourself. Ah, and then you get into the relationship yes. and you start to give, give, give and you start investing the time and energy which you have for yourself into the other person. And then then suddenly they change and you're like, now what happened? Wow. <laughs> it's really true because I, I, it's not just a saying because I've actually experimented and experienced it. The moment I started to love myself, I could feel that love was coming back to me from everybody around me. It was like an experiment, like the days I didn't feel like I'm feeling good about myself, people just reflected the same thought back to me. And when I was feeling confident and good about myself, they res responded the same way. So I was like, it's nothing personal. It's not about what they think. It's about what I think about myself. So wow. that's something most people don't know. It's like an eye opener. <laughs> like the universe is all about energy and it works on vibration. Yeah. It's responding to your energy whether you like it or not. And mm. most people are not given this information because they're so caught up and programmed by society and everything we see in the outside. But for me, it was like trusting my intuition going within. And it all started with really with journaling, something as simple as that, because I would write my emotions and thoughts and then I would decode them and go to the core as why is this trigger showing up and then I would get to the bottom of it oh this is the need which is not being met and instead of expecting the other person to meet the need I would meet that need myself first and then the other person would you know come and meet brilliant. the need brilliant <laughs> but, <laughs> and then if, if you're sorting this out at age 29 you're not carrying along as baggage until you get to 50 and menopause you've dealt with it now and it's much better Yes, because yeah. you're saving yourself a lot of pain, you're saving yourself a lot of resentment and unrequired yeah. grief because you know what you want and um, you wouldn't give from that place of emptiness. And it's like now you know how to receive also because that's a very important feminine quality. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. how to receive and it's not selfish to receive because that's how you can give back. <laughs> If you really want to give back, you have to learn to receive to the fullest. So much, so much that you're like overflowing. What is the difference between being a medium and a channel, Manali? Okay, so when you're channeling, you're kind of getting down information from, uh, it could be even light or energy. And it's from source or from higher self or kind of like a higher energy which you are personally connected to. And for a medium, they could be talking to like spirit guides. They're not necessarily bringing down energy. They're also like communicating messages and interacting. It's like socializing with the other side. It's like um, talking to your own guides or uh, listening to your own self or communicating with dead people, for instance. It's more like socializing with realms which are beyond our own, which we cannot perceive. For me, I guess I have this uh, window open between two worlds. It's because um, 
one of my main role is to make people aware of the th- of their subconscious mind and the things which they're not aware of like about themselves probably like self awareness to create self awareness within them so probably they're so uh, programmed in their human mind that they're not able to talk to their own spirit guides or not able to listen to their own inner voice like i probably communicate with their soul which is trying to get to them but they aren't like really tuned in or listening so i can like communicate with their soul and then usually their soul urges me to tell them like you need to tell them this like that's their mind is controlling them and you need them to get come back to their soul right. and their heart so that's why i have that kind of skill to make people aware of their own soul and their own heart okay and then ultimately if people can start communing with their soul directly themselves and then they'll get those answers directly is that is that your goal that people then learn to to access it directly themselves yes that's definitely the goal like uh, once they become aware of themselves and they go within but it really takes practice and effort and dedication to actually be willing to do that because so many times people aren't willing and and most of the time they don't trust themselves it's like they trust what everybody else is telling them they trust what the media is telling them what people are telling them and they trust everything other than themselves and they just need to build that trust in themselves so initially when they aren't listening to themselves then how do you how does their spirit get to them or how does their spirit guide communicate so they need some way to get them back on track so that's like a guidance like hey you need to go here and then they can find their own path of course right so it sounds like you need to create like a relationship on the inside you talked about uh, spending time in a quiet space and listening yes it's like you need to shut out all the voices from the outside even your own head like the mind has voices inside so first of all you need to let go of all the thoughts and just come into your feeling body and once you're in your feeling body i think it's better to start on nature because when you're in nature or in an open environment so you're closest to your soul because it it naturally brings you in, back in alignment and it it kind of balances your energy fields practice doing nothing for some time in the day practice beingness like you're mm. a being and uh, you you can just be aware of everything and uh, just be just just observe and don't try to have any thoughts so even if they come it's fine you can let them pass but it's just a state where you're just witnessing life go by and uh, you're simply being the feminine energy that you are and that's when you can start listening to your inner voice and you're not really thinking it it's like you're listening and it's coming to you and you're just receptive so that's very different from thinking thoughts because when you're thinking you're in your mind and you kind of saying it out loud to yourself but when you're listening you're not saying anything you're just like in a space of receiving just like you're listening to me right now so the same way you learn to listen to yourself so it definitely will take practice so because they are automatic voices that you hear and whether they're from a parent like if something happens it's like an inner critic that's very loud and jabbering away did you ever have an inner critic yes i did have inner critics but i tried to ignore that voice like i could hear it i couldn't like stop it so i heard it but i kind of ignored it and i used to 
try listening more to my inner voice. So it's, it was like um, by listening more to my inner voice, the inner critic eventually didn't get that much energy and so it went away. So if you feed it with energy and you give it your focus or attention or you follow the trail, so it kind of gets stronger. But if you don't follow the trail and you just let it go, like not even in resistance to it, you're just like neutral about it and you just like I know what I am and let the inner critic say what it wants. I'm just going to ignore it. That story about the, the two wolves, which one you're going to feed? <laughs> yes, whatever you give your energy to, you make it stronger. Whatever you give your focus to, it it grows. So it's your choice, really, what you're going to feed. If you, if you want to feed the critic, that's what's going to get stronger in your life. Manali, I want to ask you, put my glasses on so I can see what I'm reading. You actually told me that you actually speak with your grandmother. How and when do you do that? It all started uh, because we have a really, we used to have a really close relationship when she was alive. And at her funeral, I was uh, standing at the, her balcony and um, everybody was in the house. And I was kind of zoned out and just looking outside the window. And that's when I just saw a breeze come through. And it was my grandmother and she was talking my name. And she was like, Minu, Minu. <laughs> that was my nickname. So I, I just heard it and I, there was no one there. And I knew that's her spirit. And the following days, uh, she, like, she had, we used to write letters to each other, hand, handwritten. So one of the days, her letters just fell off out of my shelf. And I knew that she's trying to give me a sign that she's around. And there used to be many things which used to happen like that, which made me feel like she's around. Sometimes I would dream about meeting her and talking to her in my dreams. And then finally, uh, I could like really communicate through her telepathically. Not even through words, but she would always send me emotion. Like it was usually of love and care and you know that I'm watching over you so every time I was sitting by myself and I, this emotion came over me and it was out of nowhere like it was in mine it was like a very intense emotional feeling and then I would sense her presence in the room I couldn't see her but I could see her through my mind's eye so I knew it was her and that's a special bond that we had and uh, we would just tell each other like are you doing okay are you doing okay nothing much to communicate <laughs> lovely because that also then takes the the whole fear of what happens you know because a lot of people are scared about death and they don't want to think about it if you think that it's it's the end then it's quite scary but if you can actually communicate with someone and know that it, it's actually going to be okay that it takes that away life after death the scenario i would say we're actually quite multi-dimensional so even while we are sitting here in this human body our consciousness and our soul is exploring other zones and is actually living multiple lives everywhere which we may not be aware of consciously because we are trying to focus on this reality but we're actually living in multiple zones and they say like every time you go to sleep you actually wake up in another dimension and your consciousness travels and it may travel for a long time but because there's no such thing as time outside of the human world we don't come to know for how long it went and came so it actually travels living a pretty interesting life so it's not like the human life is the only life we have that is so interesting i'm glad you mentioned that because in my emails you've actually said that we've actually met before and we are working together somewhere else and with the divine feminine Yes, and it's like 
quite a coincidence that we're now doing this together. I just get glimpses of it from time to time, uh, whenever it's required and whenever I'm open to it. So the first time you were telling me about yourself and uh, you were talking about the place which you came from. So I was really getting that energy from you that you're such a light, high frequency being and the way you were talking about those things, I actually got glimpses of starlight and uh, I've started to trust those images because uh, like I said, I've built on that intuition muscle. So I don't really doubt it anymore. And um, so I got those images and then I've since we connected even afterwards through email and um, we continued to talk. So I, I uh, got more of those glimpses from the other realms and um, I felt like we have such a telepathic exchange going on. And uh, you're so grounded and connected to the earth and you know everything that's happening in the earth. And I guess the place which you come from is also more something like that, you know, connected, grounded and uh, maybe it has different kind of animals, that has different kind of trees, but just the energy of being so connected to the earth and natural world. And uh, whereas my energy was completely opposite, it was like connected to the galactic stars and like spaceships. And um, I'm, I'm also also ungrounded kind of a person and I have to do a lot of effort to get grounded. And, uh because -huh. yes. now... People that are listening to this um, podcast, a lot of them, for them, they'll be going, what do you mean starlight, spaceships, other Earths? They're going to be, what on Earth are you talking about? <laughs> you know? So yes. there are other places that we don't consciously know about. How do you speak to your friends and family if they're not aware of this? What do you say to them? Uh, I would say, like, there are many worlds which we're not aware of. Uh, just like there's a water world, we haven't gone to the depths of the ocean to see what is inside. And they, they say there's a world inside the earth called Agartha, the inner earth. And there are beings who live there. So we don't even know our own planet. So how can we understand dimensions beyond earth where the laws of physics are completely different? And there's no such thing as language probably, the language is something else. And the way of communication is different, the way we look is different, and we're not even solid, probably we're made of light. And we're quite aware of it when we're not in the human mind. So it's not like the people who listen are not aware. It's just that maybe they come to a space of remembering while listening to this. Yes, They just need to remember, yeah. And uh, like, you know, when people do like past life hypnosis or they go into trance, they usually recall these lives. And there's the surprise that they actually yeah. live in those worlds. Yeah. <laughs> and if you see from the bigger perspective of everything, like if you just zoom out lots more, mm -hmm. you'll actually realize that it's the creator, the consciousness exploring itself in different worlds, in different dimensions. And even what we're doing here, we're just getting to know ourselves. It's all about getting self-awareness and self-discovery. So the creator wouldn't, why would he choose just one way to know himself? He would choose a billion ways in a billion universes. Mm. Mm. And he wouldn't have just one type of setup. He would have like a million types of setups. So we're actually just all the same. Like you and me and everybody listening, we're all the same. We're all connected and we're part of the same consciousness. But we're just looking right now through a filter, which is me as 
Manali and you as Wendy, but we're actually all the same consciousness, just exploring ourselves through different mediums. Through a different way and like, um, and like next time we might be a male or we might be a female, we can come back and play in a different way. So where do you think you've come from? Do, do you get a sensation that you've been all around in different um, galaxies and you're here for the first time? I have been to Earth before, I do remember, but it was in a different timeline, uh, maybe Lemurian time. I have specifically come to Earth right now because we're going through this ascension process. The Earth is going through that and uh, it really needed some uh, star seeds to come down and get that energy and like that evolved consciousness so that we can help it evolve and as she's evolving we're giving that light and that assistance so that it's easier for her to you know shine through because there are old souls which are coming in right now specifically because we're in such uh, exciting times and we're going through a whole shift of an era and a whole new cycle so to anchor that new light inside the planet we need volunteers <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps all over it. You're the oh. volunteer as well. That's why, oh. probably. So now Earth is on the new timeline, and I read somewhere that there's a million star seeds or half a million, but there's, there's actually a lot of people. And I don't know what percentage of the star seeds have woken up because I was on hibernation mode until recently. So it's like a catch up time. So some people will have high powered roles. And then the rest of us, it's our job just to be holding the energy where we are in our daily lives. You know, is it something as simple as that? Yes, I mean, every, every star seed, every light worker, every person who volunteers is equally important. It's just that all of us are gifted in different ways. So we're just using those different gifts. And uh, like for me, I am good at channeling down light. So I'm bringing that down and that's what I'm good at. And it's more like a feminine energy, so I have to be in that being state and uh, bring down the light codes. And through my energy field, I can activate so many people. So I would be best serving my purpose if I'm in crowded places. <laughs> so that's where I'm sending out light codes. And it may just look like I'm sitting there, but I'm actually sending out energetically, like light right. codes everywhere. So that's like my role and for someone else it could look like something more masculine like going and doing something out in the world or starting a project or something big or something small it really depends on what your gift is and each gift is unique and each person matters it's like we're all together a big team and we're together going towards this mission of ascension for the earth and, and very exciting to be here at this specific time when earth is change the timeline that we were on and you can actually feel um like the sun down here in the south of england the sun color has changed the last year it's now more white than yellow and i don't know what it's like in india if, if you've been noticing like physical changes outside in the, the sky and now yeah. yes i've definitely noticed a lot of changes especially in the density of the air because earlier it used to be more dense and it was heavy like the air was heavy and uh, that's because we were in the lower timelines of pain anger and now i actually feel like we are ascending and the air is getting lighter and i can just feel like all the emotional charge in the air is getting like softer and it's like floating away 
so right. everything feels very light and nice now like earlier it was really uncomfortable for me and now i'm feeling like i'm starting to flow and more like and a cloud <laughs> it's getting better and better and better because we're going towards the fifth dimension of love and people are awakening they're understanding things that they never understood before mm. so it's like a great transition definitely i think because the the last couple of years made people think about what's important to them it's, yes wow. it was like a wake up call yeah now you need to stop and you need to really do things right <laughs> like a wake up call and for people who were already on that path this wake up call wasn't so harsh it wasn't like a rude awakening so it really depends on where you were on your journey it will be easier if you let go of resistance towards where you're meant to go and just come into a place of non-resistance and being neutral and allowing even with your emotions like whatever emotion wants to come up even if it's a negative emotion we need to really allow it to surface and not judge it because we really think like oh if we start feeling sad probably we're going to stay sad for the rest of our life but that right. isn't true yeah if we start feeling sad and we just feel it in like we can actually come out of the tunnel on the other side where we're healed so like i say healing happens in layers so it's not like overnight all the sadness you have will disappear it's like probably it might come up now and then it might come up next year in a little dose it's like little by little it depends like on the dose and then finally the emotional charge it has over you is so reduced that finally one day you realize like it's almost like negligible it's gone so that's when you're healed lovely if you have an emotion and if you don't let it out if you suppress it and hide it it stays inside your body when you suppress your emotions you start projecting it on the other person so you might act like you're all calm and say i'm such a calm person why do people around me keep getting angry all the time it's because you have suppressed oh. anger and you aren't aware of it or you've told yourself that's not me i'm not an angry person and you kind of disassociated from it and so you're projecting it on other people because they are sensing it in your aura or your energy field and they're picking up on it so every time they come in contact with you or they come around you they're getting angry all of a sudden right. <laughs> and you don't you don't understand like i'm such a calm person why is everybody getting angry on me but once you heal that within yourself you stop attracting those people in your life who is your superhero okay so my superhero is uh, my higher self and uh, i've got to know her through my connection with her internally and she's my inspiration and she's always nudging me to become the best version of myself beautiful i was looking at your blog and you've got incredible drawings there and some videos that you've made but you've also got this post that talks about a parallel reality and a glitch um could you share one of these occasions that you've had <laughs> yes so now it's pretty normal for me but initially when i came across these glitches i was quite surprised as i didn't know that in every moment there are so many probabilities happening and we're choosing every moment some probability and one is playing out while the other one is not playing out for us so 
the one time I was walking down a lane and uh, I saw this store there, uh, which was like a center for quantum healing. I stopped and I saw it and I was like, wow, this is quite futuristic to be here already. Like quantum healing is not something so common you see every day. And a few months later, uh, I was passing by the lane again. And that's when I noticed that it had changed into like a beauty parlor. And I was like, oh, where did that center go? So I was just curious. And I walked into the beauty parlor and I asked them in the same spot that where did that uh, quantum healing center go? And they were like, what are you talking about? We've been here for like six years now. And I was confused. Just trying to like understand like, oh, was it like something I was mistaken about? But then the other time, it had changed again after a few weeks into something else. And this time I showed it to my sister as well, who was with me. And I'm like, look, look at the store, okay? And uh, just see, it has changed so many times. Like, I think there's something mysterious about this lane. And so she noticed it. And the next time we came around, it had changed again into something else. And she was like, yeah, you're right. It has changed. It's like in the same location but it has changed. And I'm like, how is this even happening? And that's when I realized each time I was tapping into a parallel reality and in one reality it existed and while in the other one it did not exist and there was something else in the same location. So that was the glitch which was happening with me. And it was like I was observing it. Otherwise I would not even observe it and go about my daily life because everything else looked the same. So I would never have noticed, but... I was noticing it and it happened a few more times in other situations. So, And now I know it's normal because we're doing it in every moment. That's amazing. You, you mentioned this spring roll disappearing off your plate with people around you. Yes, there was another time when this happened, the glitch in the parallel reality. And uh, fortunately, I wasn't alone and I wasn't even just with my sister. There were like other people in the room and uh, we had ordered some food from our and uh, that was spring rolls and the quantity was quite defined so every person got three pieces each I had three pieces in my plate and as I walked into the living room everybody could see like I have three pieces in my plate and Mm -hmm. I just passed them and sat on my sofa and as I just sat down I saw like it had turned into like two pieces (laughs) wow and I I started looking around The people were quite far from me, even if they had to come and take something from my plate. So I'm like, who took my spring roll? I was like looking around and it hadn't even like fallen down anywhere. It just was in my plate and it just disappeared. Wow. That's when I got a glimpse of a parallel reality in which I had was eating it while I was coming towards the sofa but in this reality I wasn't doing that so it had just disappeared and it was like a continuity error (laughs) like a glitch yes one of the person thought it's like a ghost or something in the house and I was like no something similar of that sort has happened in the same house and I knew it was like a parallel reality experience so I realized that probably in another reality, I was eating it on the way. But in this one, I wasn't eating it. It's like a jump I made. And the jump was so quick that in this reality, it seemed like I hadn't, I hadn't eaten it. Wow. Parallel <laughs> realities exist because our soul is exploring all probabilities at the same time. So 
the choices that we're making and the choices that we aren't making, all of them are being explored on some level. That's how uh, that's how the creator's knowing itself. And so the choices that we don't make, they also play out on some level somewhere. It depends on us which reality we're tuning into at that time. Interesting. So that because like with a scientific experiment, you have to have a control group and then you have the changes. So what it means is that all the different things are happening at the same time. So all the data then is going through to the to the source or whatever. So that's got all the data of all the experiments, but we are following one of the routes. Yes, and the experiment is self-discovery, really. Like that's what the creator is doing. It's trying to know itself through us, through our experiences. It's just like learning about itself. And um, that's why it's doing this experiences through us because it's really curious to know every aspect of itself and every probability in every reality in every universe so it's like a huge thing no wonder we actually need to go and have a good night's sleep so we can actually be elsewhere and doing whatever else <laughs> we're doing yeah it's, it's true <laughs> like when we sleep we wake up in other di- other dimensions because uh, this is not the only place we are we're multi-dimensional and we're multidimensional because our consciousness is so huge. It's everywhere. Just literally you and me, we are the same person, just having different filters on and living different experiences, but we're part of the same consciousness. Every person in this world, in every universe, everywhere that ever exists is part of the same consciousness. And it looks so huge, but it's actually all the same. It's like, a consciousness which has divided itself into so much just so that it can explore and know more about itself, which is exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Because to think of all the different um, star systems and planets, to be traveling between places when we dream and certainly when our time here comes to an end. Yeah, I mean, there are different planets and different star systems where the laws of physics are very different from ours and uh, there are many different setups you know which are there by the creator to explore itself so there are like so many worlds you can't even imagine them the point is that what is it all about it's all about uh, exploring and knowing and self-awareness which is really what we're trying to do even here through uh, this earth journey we're really getting to know ourselves and become self-aware And if you're living in a state of unconsciousness and you haven't yet realized who you are or what you are, so that's like the journey is not complete then. Because if you want to be a spiritual person even, or you want to get closer to spirit, you have to first ask that question, like, who am I really? That's why they tell you to ask that. And we're all part of the same experiment. We're all, the the chairs you see, the bottle, the laptop, everything that you see is just a kind of uh, energy that's playing out. It isn't even real. It's just kind of an energy that's a setup for us to experience ourselves like actors in a play. Well, taking that all on board can be quite a lot in one sort of <laughs> helping. <laughs> so I think a lot of um, what's happening now is people are starting to remember things and their dreams and what you said about the, the parallel would you call it a parallel universe? Would you call it a parallel reality? Yeah, so as you expand your consciousness, you kind of becoming more aware and um, 
we're already aware of this on some other level like once we're out of this human mind like during our sleep time we're already aware of other realities and other parts but when we're like in this human mind we're quite focused on this reality but but if we kind of get connected with our inner world and we kind of expand our minds or be open to it even that's when we start becoming aware that there are there like having parts of us in other worlds and we are so much bigger than this it just happens with evolution the more you evolve the more aware you become of your other parts and your other selves and so it's really about expanding your consciousness and it's an exciting time to be here now with them um, all the changes happening on planet earth at the moment so going to 3D, 4D, 5D? Or can you feel, how are you feeling about the energies there in India? <laughs> yeah, so there are like quite a few energetic changes happening in the world because the earth is ascending and it's shifting its energy field. It has had to learn quite a few lessons as well around bound, setting boundaries, discernment, and it's healing, it's healing its feminine energy, it's healing itself in so many ways. So, as it's doing this we are like a uh, part of the earth beings on the earth so it's like we're feeling all the changes happen to us we're going through healing and we're feeling all our emotions and so we're, we're ascending with her and what i noticed is uh, the air used to be quite heavy and um, full of emotional baggages and kind of like i could feel all the heavy emotions in the air and now that people are healing they're becoming lighter so the air has changed and become lighter and uh, it feels really nice and earlier it was a bit uncomfortable to be here and now it feels a little more pleasant and we're keeping on uh, evolving and as we're rising it, the atmosphere is getting more and more pleasant and we're moving into love and light and peace and so many people are awakening and understanding things from a new perspective so that is helping us connect better as a community as as well yeah it's lovely and something i'm looking forward to as well as the cleaner the air being lighter is, is seeing some of the photographs that are going to come from the james webb telescope i think that's going to blow people's minds when they see scientific proof coming through there is like so much of scientific proof already like the schumann resonance, resonance of the earth has been rising Do you want to explain what the Schumann resonance is for people listening? Uh I wouldn't go into the details but if I had to put it like in simple terms for me I would just see it like the heartbeat of the earth and the resonance and the vibration of the earth which is rising and it's becoming so powerful and strong that you know you can feel it now and everyone who's here will see that it's rising and you can experience it through your own beingness because we may be humans but we're we're like a cell on the earth just like a cell on our body we are the earth it's not like we're separate from her we are the earth and so if the human resonance of the earth is changing it means that our resonance is changing we're not disconnected from her and so that's something beautiful to note um which is also like a dimension change in itself it's lovely and i've also read that it only takes 9000 people on earth to do group meditation to infect the entire energetic field around the planet i mean that's amazing to think such a small number of people can do so much so there's a lot more power 
in a small group than what you think. Yes, I mean, we are so powerful. We're not aware of our power. And uh, we can change so many things by just changing our energy field. And uh, so many people think like, what can I do alone? Even if they don't even have a group, they'll be like, what can I do alone as one person? But if you change yourself and you ascend and you evolve and you change your energy vibrations, you're actually making that available for other people around you. And so they can easily tap into it and join the flow. So one person can make a difference. And an intention is the most powerful thing you can give. You can work with intention in any field, whether it be business or home or the earth. And intention can create miracles because our mind is actually creating our reality. That's the fact. That's how we manifest as well. That ties in beautifully with what you were saying earlier about what's going on inside because then you see it on the outside and I'm thinking of you in Mumbai so what's going inside and it's all beautiful and there's the peace and everything and you go out and there's just millions of people around you the effect you can have just being where you're based yes like um, the peace you feel inside you you can vibrate it emanate it out so uh, like people think love, something like love they think it's like a give and th- take thing like you take and give love but that's not it you can emanate love. You can be love. So in your beingness, if you're just being love, then you are love. And then everywhere you go, people can feel it. And people really respond to love. It's a universal language. So no matter where you are or where you go, even an animal can understand it. And even the elements of nature, they understand this language. So once you become love and you just walk around wherever you are, or you just stay in your beingness, then you're actually doing a great service by doing that, even just that. And everybody can do that. You can literally, in your daily life, do that. It's beautiful. Yes, and they need to know like love is not an emotion. It's a vibration. It's a frequency that you tap into. So it's available for everybody at all times and all places. It's, you can never be disconnected from it unless you have doubts or you choose to. But you always can find your way back to that vibration of love, especially women and feminine energies, because that is their inherent nature to just be love and just be that presence of love. And once you're holding your center and you're, you know, you're grounded in your beingness, that's how you can help others. Because if you're going out of your way and you're kind of shaken from your core, then you're not really able to help anyone. It's only when you're in your own core that you're able to give and help other people. Yeah, that's beautiful. Happy, beautiful. Is there a final tip or advice you would like to give to women? Yes, I would love to tell women that please learn to love yourself first. And it's not selfish, it's self-care. And uh, you can always love everyone from that space of abundance and overflowing with self-love. And also learn to receive because That's the true way you can give back, by receiving to the fullest. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Manali. Thank you very much for coming onto the show today. We'd love to get you back when we've got some more things to share and talk about what you're working on as well. It was great and fun to be here, Wendy.